Welcome to the Smart Weight Loss Coaching Podcast. I'm Dr. Lisa Olson, a board-certified weight loss medicine specialist and certified life coach. In this podcast, I'll share fresh insights and effective techniques for incorporating mindset, habit change, and proven science into your life. Are you ready to achieve sustainable weight loss, wellness, and longevity? Then let's jump in and lose weight the smart way. Episode number 23, we can predict who regains their lost weight. Today, I'm going to share the top five habits we see in people who successfully maintain their weight loss, which we all know is the holy grail of this field of science. Weight loss is hard, but what about maintenance? We often get lulled into thinking the work is all about weight loss, not realizing that maintaining that loss is a whole new set of skills and challenges that require equal but different effort. What's interesting is that we can pretty easily predict who is likely to regain their lost weight and who has a good shot at keeping the weight off. So why is it so hard to maintain weight loss? Our bodies contain hormones that are designed to save us from starvation, which I'm putting in air quotes, (laughs) and return us to our baseline weight. For example, when we lose weight, we see a corresponding increase in our ghrelin level. Ghrelin is the hunger hormone. PYY is another hormone that increases after weight loss, driving up hunger. After losing weight, it's harder to feel satisfied after eating. Leptin is one of the hormones that tells us when we've had enough to eat. In short, our bodies and our brains fight maintenance of weight loss with a vengeance. We're also up against the slowing of our metabolism that occurs as we lose both muscle and fat. And visual cues, uh, the brain science tells us that looking at a cupcake or some pizza after losing weight is highly triggering for the pleasure centers of our brain that drive us to seek out these hyperpalatable foods. So maybe it wasn't all that hard to take a pass on pizza when you started your weight loss journey, but as you lose weight, the pleasure centers of your brain make that pizza irresistible. The good news is that there's a lot we can do. First of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention that weight loss medication can be game changers when it comes to keeping the weight off. Most of the time we use medications throughout the process, but occasionally meds are started for maintenance after someone has achieved weight loss. But aside from taking medication, there are other things that we can do to increase the odds that we'll keep our weight off after we lose it. By the way, this data on how to maintain weight loss comes from many places, one of the most interesting of which is the National Weight Control Registry. This registry follows people who have lost weight and kept it off for years. We use surveys to learn what works for these folks who have been successful at maintaining their weight loss. For example, people on the National Weight Control Registry get a lot less recreational screen time than the rest of us. They're sitting less and are more active during their leisure time than others who don't maintain their weight loss. By the way, we also know that people who fidget or move around more, people who are more restless, tend to manage their weight. 
I thought about this when I was in a waiting room recently, and I noticed most people patiently sitting and waiting while I was pacing all over the place, up and down the hallways. All right, as promised, I'm going to share the top five habits we see in people who successfully maintain their weight. But please stay tuned for future episodes because I could have listed 20 things here, so we'll definitely revisit this topic again. Here are today's top five things to maintain weight loss. Number one, eat breakfast. This is an interesting one right out of the gate. The research on weight loss tells us that it's not necessary to eat breakfast in order to lose weight. I generally tell people that if they don't like to eat breakfast, then don't, and we'll just say that they're doing intermittent fasting or time-restricted eating. So for weight loss, eat breakfast or don't. You can lose weight either way. But when it comes to maintaining weight loss, people who maintain are more likely to be breakfast eaters. Here's another hint. If you do eat breakfast, don't eat dessert for breakfast, meaning Skip the cereals and muffins and donuts and so on. Having protein at breakfast can be really helpful for weight. Number two, the second thing that successful maintainers do is they track their food. It seems like such a small thing, but it does make a big difference. If you track, you hold yourself accountable and you pay attention to what you're eating. In fact, tracking is the single most robust behavioral intervention we have for weight loss, and it's a big contributor to maintenance too. Number three, weigh in regularly. You might see debate about how often a person should weigh in. I don't really have a preference if the women in my group program weigh in weekly or daily or anything in between. What I do know from the research and my experience is that when people stop getting on the scale because they don't like the number, they start gaining weight or regaining weight if they're in maintenance. Now, please recognize that there are some exceptions to the weighing in regularly rule, including people who find it triggering to weigh in or for whom it leads to disordered eating. For the rest of us, I like to say, Don't give your power away to the scale. It's just a data point, and it really doesn't tell the entire story. But don't ignore that data point either. Just recognize that there can be a lag of months. I'm not kidding, months between making a behavioral change and seeing it show up on the scale. So be patient with the number. Number four, exercise. This is one of the things that we underestimate the most in maintenance. If you listen to one of our earliest podcasts, I talked about the fact that exercise is not a weight loss tool. And that's true. It doesn't cause much, if any, weight loss. And that can be a huge source of burnout for people. They exercise every day for two weeks straight. Don't lose a pound, get discouraged and give up but exercise has never been the key to weight loss. It's amazing for our health, both our physical and mental health, and it's absolutely necessary when it comes to maintenance. I'll say it again. Exercise is critical for maintaining weight loss, and the amount of exercise needed for weight loss is astounding. Depending on which study you read or which expert you follow, in order to maintain a meaningful weight loss, we probably need to achieve approximately 60 to 85 minutes of exercise a day. Think about that. 
an hour to about an hour and a half a day. It's a large amount of time. But you can cut it in half if you're doing high-intensity exercise. In that case, 30 to 45 minutes a day should be enough. In my experience, most people underestimate the amount of exercise they need to do in maintenance, which is why they regain their weight. Number five, watch out for internalized weight bias. This is a big one, which the research tells us is actually a stronger predictor of whether or not people regain their weight than the other four things I've mentioned. It's more important for maintenance than tracking, eating breakfast, weighing in, or exercise. What is internalized weight stigma or bias? Let me briefly explain. Think about how you talk to yourself when you're feeling off track. When you plan to eat an apple, but instead you ate a muffin. Do you start cutting yourself down, saying harsh things like, I'll always be fat. I always blow it. I'll never lose weight. I'm powerless around sweets and so on. These kind of negative messages cut us to the core and damage our ability to lose weight and keep it off. In fact, the research tells us this internal bias is even worse for our weight than external bias or stigma meaning weight bias that comes from others in society. The point of that is to say that we all need to stop trash-talking ourselves and be more uplifting and supportive in our self-talk. That doesn't mean you give yourself a free pass every time you choose to have a cookie, but it means that you recognize it's human to want a cookie and that the more regularly you eat cookies, the more work will be involved in changing that habit. You're not broken, you're simply human. Let me shift gears for a moment to ask how you know you're in maintenance. You don't have to choose some arbitrary day or an exact number on the scale to announce that you're officially crossing over into maintenance. I like to start adding in some of these weight maintenance tools during the weight loss process and then simply dial them up over time. For most of us, our bodies made it pretty obvious when we're done losing weight. And there's also some science around knowing how much weight we can expect to lose, for example, with lifestyle changes on your own, with an expert-led intensive lifestyle modification program, with medications, or with metabolic surgery for weight loss. So for example, I don't expect someone to lose 100 pounds with a self-directed lifestyle modification intervention alone. Has it ever happened? Sure, but it's a rare outcome. We expect someone to be in weight loss for different amounts of time before hitting maintenance, depending on which modality they use to lose their weight in the first place. Here's another example. Someone taking older weight loss medications like Qsimia or Contrave might be expected to lose about 10 to 15% of their weight before hitting maintenance, whereas we see a much larger amount of weight loss before hitting maintenance in people taking newer weight loss medications like Wegovy. As for your NBA, your next best action, what's it going to be for today? If you'd like to address that internalized weight bias, which is an enormous predictor of success with keeping weight off, here's something you might do. Try using the word practicing in your self-coaching. For example, let's say that you decide to track your food every day for the next 30 days, but three days into your plan, you simply forget. You get busy and the habit isn't locked in, so you lose track of it. 
How are you going to talk to yourself about it? How will you think about it? If you have internalized weight bias, you might think, I'm terrible at tracking. I don't know why I thought this time would be different. I'll never lose this weight. But even if I do, I won't keep it off. But if you're working on overcoming that internal stigma, you might instead coach yourself like this. I'm practicing creating the habit of tracking my food. Nothing went wrong that I forgot. It's normal to forget things like this. It's not a me problem. It's just a system problem. I'll simply tweak my system in order to support my goals. Starting today, I'll set a reminder on my phone every evening at 9 p.m. And when it goes off, I'll track my food. I've got this. How about you? What are you practicing in order to set yourself up for successful maintenance of weight loss? Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more support during your smart weight loss journey, check out our group coaching program at smartweightlosscoaching.com. Until next time, stay well and stay smart.